This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Guys, here we are for week 44. We are here for Club Red. We're going to be talking a little bit of Texas Tech football today. We're going to be breaking down the first half of the schedule for you guys. And then we have a a uh, kind of best first half, worst first half uh, case scenario kind of thing. Uh, but make sure if you're not already, uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If it is on iTunes, rate and review it. Give us the five stars. If you're wanting to, follow us on Twitter. It's at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If it is on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the bell. Uh, if you're wanting to follow our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, suggestions, questions, or anything like that that you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure to hit us up on the email tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Texas Tech football. So, right into Club Red. Uh, we do have a, a, some more stuff for you guys later on, uh, for those listening live, but... We're doing this whole split episode thing for these couple of weeks leading into the season and seeing kind of how, how it plays out for us as far as listening goes and uh, and as far as y'all's enjoyment goes. Uh, but main topic for today uh, is going to be Texas Tech football. And we're going to be opening up with the first half of the schedule breakdown. Each one of us picked two teams out of the first six. And we're going to be kind of talking a little bit about the highs and lows and expectations from each matchup. So... First half of the schedule breakdown, uh, I'm actually up first to bat on this one, uh, and we have U of H. So, uh, as far as uh, as far as far my research goes on this one, I kind of looked up a little bit of it, and so far, U of H has kind of been on a little bit of a downward trend. Uh, the last They've had losing seasons the last two years, and their starting quarterback for this season, I uh, missed half of last season, but that was kind of like the whole COVID stuff. And I think he went, what was it, 10, 10 interceptions out of eight games played. And that was kind of the main highlight coming out of the out, out of their side of the uh, out of their side of the ball. They're they're ranked, I think, number sixty one in the nation. So I mean I'm not expecting like a big hard matchup for us, and I think it's gonna be a good opener for us where we're still gonna kinda have to try. Like this isn't gonna be complete pushover because you have H Oh, yeah. Kind of has has earned their their respect as far as you need to take them more serious than you would Kansas, you know. But um, do oh, y'all have any any kind of input on, on U of H? Uh, I mean, they 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 have a massive gap on on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is is all right, but I mean, any kind of thoughts or opinions on that game going into it? I mean, it's a season opener. 
I don't know, Brooks, if you want to start. Um, I mean, one notable thing is they have a couple of former Red Raiders uh, on that side, on the offensive side of the ball over there with Tejon Henry and Keyshawn Carter, uh, both guys who me and Dustin are pretty big fans of during their time here at Tech. Uh, they'll be on the other side of the ball this go around. So I think that's kind of something that I'll be keeping an eye on. And of course, Dana Holgerson is the head coach there. He is off to a little bit of a rocky start at Houston. Of course, his first year, he had like a kind of a mass exodus of players. Yeah. Last year didn't go well. So this is a important year for him uh, in his tenure at Houston as well. So, um, but yeah, kind of like you said, Houston's recent, well, not recent, but past success over the last decade and being one of those, you know, non-power five teams that's always competitive. They're definitely, and they're in your state. So they're a team that you're always going to hopefully rise to the challenge. We haven't lost to them in a while. So let's hope we can keep that streak going. Very true. Dustin, any, any thoughts or takes I, on this game, man? I'm a little nervous just because it's first game out of the gates. It's a big game at NRG, not at Houston technically. So big stadium, big lights, first game of the season for a lot of these guys. And we're back to non-COVID, so there's going to be fans in the stands. Yep. So that'll be different for some of these kids. But also, like Bruce saying, to in-state, not necessarily a rival, but they're starting to eat off the same plate as you with recruits. And, Very true. I mean, they've played a lot of big games and big bowl games and had a lot of notoriety the last few years. Yep. Now, obviously, with, like Brooks said, Dana Holgerson there, a little more lights on them, a couple of our players – it's a bigger game than it would have been three, four, five years ago. Very true. Also, it's a very good, uh, I mean, set the tone kind of game for the rest of the season. You lose that one. I was kind of, kind of well, thinking that. Uh oh, right? <laughs> you're gonna, st- and it's a slippery slope with Tech fans from there, also, because it's the slipperiest of slopes. <laughs> yeah, slippery, yeah. slippery slope. So, really big, one way or the other kind of feel game for the fans. Which, I mean, you do kind of bring up a little bit of a point there, which is this is a big season for Texas Tech football and their coaching staff, especially. Yeah. Like, because they need to open this up with the, with the right foot. They need to open this up with a win, and U of H is going to take their chances here and try and do their best to beat a Power 5 and an in-state university. Like, they're going to they're gonna shoot their best shot if they possibly can to get this win as well. But... Um, cool. I mean, any, any other thoughts on this game? I mean, I know that, uh, I'll be up there with the, with the, uh, Ramblin' Raiders for this one. Yeah. Definitely going to be there to watch this game and see the, see the, be there at the tailgate for sure. But yeah, I guess my last thoughts would just be, you know, drink a little extra for me and Dustin (laughs) since we were not going to be there, but to our listeners, we mentioned it last week and we posted it about it, but our guys at Ramblin' Raiders throwing a, tailgate before the game there in houston they're 25 dollars to get a wristband games food alcohol all that good stuff there so some good guys over at rambling gonna be a good time arley's gonna represent us and make sure it's tailgate talks approved absolutely um well cool so that kind of wraps up uh the houston game uh we're gonna go ahead and jump this uh, over to dustin to talk a little bit about sfa which is gonna be the second game for the texas tech red raiders Yep, so week two, we got SFA coming to Lubbock for the home opener. This is what I call a show-out game. This is, should be an easy competition-type game. Yep. 
You should have lots of guys getting lots of playing time. and Everything should go according to plan or better. Yep. Like you shouldn't be struggling with anything that they do or anything we try to do. They're not as good as the Sam Houston States that we've played in the past that have won the D2 championships and had D1 athletes. Yep. You know, they just now joined in the WAC. And they have a lot of returners, but nobody that should be able to compete with us. And they got a decent wide receiver. That's about it. I would hope we can cover that. <laughs> and yeah. this is a, that show out game against the less competition. You should make the fans feel good, and everybody should be leaving that stadium, coaches and players feeling good about this game and an easy blowout win. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. the case. I mean, uh, it, it has to be. Again, if we win this U of H game, we need to win this one too. Uh, it, it needs to start off on a good foot. If we're going to have any shot of, of any kind of decent record out of the Big 12, we need to win these first three. But Yeah. I don't really have much to add on to SFA. Yeah. It is F- SFA <laughs> you don't need after to all. Time for that. Right. <laughs> Next up, FIU is... Florida International University, the Panthers, uh, they head to town. They Last year, they went 0-5. They did not secure a win. Of course, they had a lot of games canceled because of COVID. Uh, they were 0-3 in conference play. Their win-loss projection this year, they're 5-7 uh, and seven is, is what I saw uh, their projected record to be. Uh, players to watch, they've got a good duo of running backs Devonte price and sean peterson jr and then they've got a pretty good defensive back uh, field as well safeties dorian hall and R- richard james and then corner his brother richard dames and josh turner so they have some good players on defense that's kind of their strength uh on this team their offense not so much they had really poor quarterback play last year and uh, they're quarterback i think is still in question i don't even think they know who they're going to start at the start of this year some player names to watch of course i mentioned Devonte price he was listed as their best overall offensive player caught a couple wide receivers on that list with sherman thonton and bryce singleton and then their tight end rivaldo fairweather uh as a freshman who's supposed to be we're supposed to look out for so they got some guys on the offensive side of the ball, kind of notable that a quarterback isn't even in the top five worth of players mentioning there. And then, of course, defense, as I mentioned, their defensive backfield is kind of loaded. Their top five players, uh, four of them came from their defensive backfield and then a linebacker. So they're kind of stacked back there. The last time Texas Tech played Florida International was in 2005. Cody oh, wow. Hodges uh, led the team that year. I had a couple of my favorite moments from this particular season we beat them 56 to 3 so their last trip to lubbock was not uh, a great one for them and hopefully it's a similar experience this go around as well i don't think they're a team that's going to be any sort of threat to us of course like dustin said it's one of those you want to take care of business of but it can be one of those that if you're not on it they can sneak up on you and and make it a little closer than it should be so Good defensive backs. We're not really sure what the offense is going to be like here. Tyler Shuck's got a lot of question marks, even though we're pretty hyped for him. And this could be an early test with some really good corners and really good safeties back there to just kind of see what he can do with his arm. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most on this. I think, you know, with the team 
full of good running backs too is going to be a test to our defense. We've not been known to stop the run yeah. for uh, for a while now, so it'll be kind of a good test to see if we can go out and start uh, start off the season hot by limiting these teams on the ground, and this will be a good test. Very fair take on that. Um, and I mean, and, and again, same thing. We 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 have to we have to find a way to take these first three. Uh, if we're if we're gonna have any shot at, at at least breaking the the 500 mark, so wrap wrapping up that FIU game, gonna be very important in winning those first three. Um, so meat and potatoes, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the main course of the meal, which is jumping into the first three games of Big 12 play. We're gonna kick this off with our our our, our favorite team to to rag on, our favorite team to talk shit about, uh, Dustin. Fourth game of the season. Who we got? Man, so Big 12 play starting off huge, going down to Austin, play the Texas. I know when the schedule came out, we were pretty disappointed that this game is so early. Mm-hmm. But considering they also have a new coach and Steve Sarkeesian and some quarterback questions, so similar to us, uh, we got new OC, new quarterback, all that. Maybe that pans out for us. I know Texas in the past always gets better as the year goes on. They figure things out. With Sarkeesian, I think he's a better coach than they've had in the past. And especially with talent, he has exceeded expectations at a lot of places. So I think the further you see them down the schedule, the worse it could be for you. So I don't think it's that bad that we're getting them early. Yep. We might not have some things figured out. Um, last year they went 7-3. and three. All three of those losses did come in Big 12 play. They finished fourth. They're projected in that 3-4 to four range again this year right around TCU and Iowa State in that 2-3-4 range, right below Oklahoma. So they're projected to be good, not great. They're also projected to win this game fairly easy. I think ESPN's like uh, FPI has them at like an 80% win mm-hmm. chance. I think it's closer percentage than that, considering we should have won last year and there's a lot of similar teams and similar coaching things going on. I don't think they're that far ahead of us, to be honest. So I don't think it's an 80% type of uh, underdog situation. No. So um, That like preseason said, Texas love that they always get that they never yeah, deserve. Yeah, exactly. Preseason Texas love. They just love the colors at ESPN, you know. Um, <laughs> like I said, but not at Sports it. Illustrated. Did you see that? <laughs> no, uh, what happened? Horns down. Sports Illustrated posted their rankings yesterday, and then when they had Texas, they put it horns down, <laughs> and and they had to who, they had to delete the post. I don't know what little intern or who slipped that in there, but they're gonna get fired, and whoever did that should be hired immediately by somebody. Respect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> next next barstool, next barstool representative, one hundred percent. To give you a little insight on their team, like I said, their biggest thing is a quarterback battle. Sam Ellinger is gone, and whether you liked him or not, he was actually really good at quarterback for them. Um, he was efficient. Yeah, efficient, still could run, had a lot of good things, to be honest. Um, they just had a lot of holes everywhere else. Um, so Casey Thompson is a junior that could be their starter. They also have a redshirt freshman, Hudson Card, who is going to be battling with him. So maybe they don't have that figured out yet either. Maybe they've been splitting time or one of them struggling. So, like I said, I don't think it's a bad thing we're getting them so early because of that. Right. And I think they are bringing back four of their five offensive linemen. 
just like we are. Yep. And one of their best players is their running back in John Robinson. Yeah, he was a beast at the end of the end of last year. And if you've watched Steve Sarkeesian for the last two or three years, he loves really good running backs. So watch Robinson to try to run it down our throats every chance he can. That'll be the big key is if we can somewhat stop him and make those new quarterbacks make the plays, and that's going to be the kicker is if we can stop him at some point, somehow. Yeah. Very solid. Very solid. I, I, and I, I, I like that this game is, is I, I, I feel a little disrespected that this game is so early. I get it, but this is going to be a good shot for us to beat them early too. Right. So like, yeah. because like it is, it is an in-state game. And so, and, and again, I, I feel like, you know, UT, A&M, uh, uh, Texas Tech, are like the, the the biggest universities in the state, and so to be like an in-state game kind of thing, and it being this early in the season, that's just my feeling on it. It's just like I'm like, why mm-hmm. why is it first game? I, I don't well, know. Just to add well, on to that, um, I know we ahead. I know we've sucked. I know we've sucked. But sorry, go ahead, that. go ahead. Looking ahead at the Texas schedule, we could be a trap game for them because they have right after us TCU and Oklahoma in the two weeks after us. Obviously, two teams that have beaten them a lot in the past ten years. True. So they could be looking past us and saying, uh, "We've we can handle Tech, no big deal at home. Maybe we can figure something out and upset them." I think why this is at the beginning of the season is they try to schedule it to have some of the more important games lined up for the end of the season. And whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're not important right now <laughs> in the race for the Big 12. So. Great Damn. point, Bob Rook. Good yeah. point. Shit. So that could be a big possibility. Why? I don't know. Just speculation. Yeah. Man, Texas, that Brooks oh. is talking about us like he talks about referees almost. This is uh, over. This is overall, close. like I said, I quarterback battle, new coach, great yeah. running back. Um, I think it's a better chance than an 80 20 type game. Yeah. I think it's more of a 60 40, 65 35 type game. Okay. And we do have a chance for an upset there yeah, with an yeah. uh, experienced team going down there. Um, so, next game on the schedule is going to be mine to, to, to be talking about for, for a little bit here. Um, and it's going to be against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, we're going to be, oh, we're, it's an away game, so we're going to be, uh, we're going to be. At uh oh my god I forgot the name I'm blanking on the name of it Morgantown there we go West Virginia thank you both <laughs> of you for that mama. one <laughs> um but the, the... Take me home. <laughs> okay we're gonna just let this play Sorry. out now no no country road. there we go see you weren't you, there was no way you could not finish it down to that <laughs> especially after that after that scene in the, in that movie um anyways um so. I think this is going to be the first, uh, our first shot at an actual shootout uh, this year. Because here's here's what's happening is we have a very offensive, or we're, we're handing over the offense to a very high powered offensive coach on our end. And West Virginia last year had the number one defense, or one of the number one defenses in the in the nation last year, surprisingly, but. That got picked apart by the NFL draft and by the trade portal. Uh, I think it was with Darius Stills, one of their their, their nose tackle. Uh, his little brother's there, and he's had what ten point five tackles for loss. 
But their their defensive line and their defense in general has been hit pretty hard. So they're not going to be anywhere near what they were last year. Their only main point and their main threat is that almost their entire offense, their running backs, their wide receivers, their offensive line, and even their quarterback, all veterans, all coming back. And so that's where this is going to be a little bit of a shootout. And I think that we have a decent shot at this game because I do feel like we have a, 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 a continuation of defense from last year. And that is going to be kind of our one chance over West Virginia on this one. Uh, the main thing to be kind of looking out for is just going to be primarily, oh, where's my notes? There it is. Uh, Letty, Letty Brown, their running back. And that's going to be who's, who is going to be kind of the main source for most of their offense this next season. And unfortunately, as Brooks kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, we have not had good success against the run over the last four or five years. So if we can stop the run, and I think that with our kind of veteran defense coming back around, I think that there's a decent shot at this game, and we're going to see kind of a high score out of this one, like somewhere around the 50s and 60s for both teams. But that's just my opinion on it. Okay, Brooks is giving me already a hell no. What do you got, Brooks? What is it? I just don't see it being that high. Okay. Uh, 50s, 60s. I, I, I don't really know. Last year we played them. We beat them with, you know, Henry Columbia as our quarterback. It wasn't very high scoring game. It was pretty well played defensively. So I think, I think it's probably going to be more on the lines of that. I don't really see many 50, 60 point games <laughs> coming up this year. Fair take, fair take. Uh, that's that's just kind of what I've picked up on. It's just that they they had a very good defense last season, and that's been basically just picked apart. And so uh, we'll see if they'll be able to repeat that defensive performance. And I I think I think that this is the first shot at a shootout. But just again, my take on it. Um, what what do yeah, y'all what, what do y'all expect like out of this in game? The 30s. A shootout can be like in the thirties. I don't true too. True I don't too. necessarily think it's going to be like basketball score. <laughs> Um, but any any takes on this West Virginia game? I mean, the impact of it. I mean, do we have a shot at winning this one? Do you guys think? Uh, what what, yeah. what Dustin? What what are you feeling? One thing I hate about this matchup is I always take and look at the schedule as where's do we have any back to back road games? Yeah. And this is a back to back road game, and it just happens to be the longest road game we have to play. Mm. So that's kind of just the extra little twist on that little jab. Um, so that could be a small factor. Um, again, it's listed at like a 60, 40 type game in West Virginia. I yeah. think it could be that close and maybe that's just home field advantage for him. This is probably the worst scheduled game. I think following yeah. up Texas, yeah. um, to start the conference two road games back to back. Uh, if Texas is a tough game and a tough loss, then oh, you have to turn around and go all the way to West Virginia. I, I just I feel like this is a winnable game, but schedule wise, it might be a schedule loss. Very Good. true. Yeah, I I see it as a schedule loss too, and just yeah, if we it gets emotional also from that Texas game. Yeah. We're gonna get up a lot for it. Very so true. I totally agree with all that. And Morgantown's very hard to play in. I mean, a lot of people they have a very decent home record in that in that. Uh, in that city or at home, but, um, all right. So I guess that's going to kind of wrap up West Virginia, uh, Brooks next game that we have on the schedule. We got, we got TCU at home. What do you, what are you thinking there? 
Yeah, so our first home Big 12 game of the season is the Texas Christian University Horned Frogs. They come in on our homecoming game this year, October 9th. We might be having something go down that weekend at tailgate. Maybe. Um, maybe, possibly. But TCU last year, they were 6-4 and four in the Big 12, or 5-4 uh, and four in the Big 12. Last year, we might remember they beat us 34-18 to in the infamous field goal kick on second down with plenty of time remaining, a mm. kick that got a lot of scrutiny from a lot of people, got a rant out of me uh, on this podcast. Last, uh, They're projected to have around seven wins this year, 4.7 in the Big 12, so kind of right around where they were last year, I think. The the main thing here is they were returning a lot of players and a lot of players on both sides of the ball. They were returning nine, not starters, but nine players who had significant time on their offense uh, from last year. And they were returning eight starters on the, the, the defensive side of the ball. And we know with Gary Patterson's football teams, they always are better on the defensive side of the ball for the most part. Uh, this year, they're going to be stacked on that side of the ball. Guys to watch out for their defensive ends, Kari Coleman and Oshawn Mathis. Uh, their cornerbacks are going to be really good again. Travius Hodges, Tomlinson, and Noah Daniels are both very good. And, of course, offensively, we all are familiar with Max Dugan. He's been there for a couple years. He's usually torched us with his feet more than his arm. Uh, we've done a pretty good job containing him in the passing game. But, yeah, his legs always get the best of us. And then they bring uh, some firepower with the running back, Zach Evans, and wide receiver, Quentin Johnson. These are two really notable guys when looking through uh, some of that website Dustin sent us. These were guys that they made, you know, went out of their way to talk about. So going to have a good one, two, three punch there on offense. They have really good linemen back. Their center and their off, one of their offensive guards made their top five offensive player list. Wow. Uh, so they're going to be they're going to be deep there. Of course, we got one of their offensive line men in the transfer portal, so that kind of maybe helps take some of that uh, away from them. Defensively, they're going to be really good up front. Their defensive line and their linebackers that's where they you know that's where they're the strongest at. They had three defensive linemen and their top five defensive players, uh, a linebacker D Winters, and then cornerback that I mentioned before, Travis Hodges Tomlinson in there. So they've got a lot of veteran guys on that defensive line and in that defensive backfield. So they're that's going to be their strength of their team. It's going to be obviously a huge test uh, to start off our home conference road. And at this point, as we just talked about with those two tough road games to start off conference play, I think this is probably going to be a must win game if you want to if you want to get that 500 record, if you want to have a chance to, you know, finish off with a seven and five, this game's probably a must win. It's going to any, any chance you get to win at home is going to be huge this year. I feel like our schedule favors our home games. We're not getting Oklahoma at home this year. I mean, Iowa state's good, but there's not really any other big 12 teams that I'm just giving a zero chance of beating other than Oklahoma. I have a zero, but, I think we have a really good chance to knock TCU off. I think, you know, the crowd will be pretty ready for a, a big conference home game. And so this has that p 
potential to be a really huge win, a huge conference win, and against a team that we haven't done very well against lately. I think we're one and three in the last four meetings with them. So yep. it would be be good to get on the right side of that. And I don't think we've beaten TCU at home for a while. The last few times we've beaten them have all been in, you know, Lubbock East. So let's hopefully we can get one on them at the Jones and kind of get this series back evened up. That's going to be difficult. That's going to be a very difficult game. Um, and, I mean, you had a lot of very key points to that. And it – I don't know. I mean, Dustin, what, what what is your vibe on this going into this matchup? I agree with Brooks on the must-win situation of a game, mostly because of, yeah, those two previous games. This is your first big at-home game of the year because you should have two blowouts before that. So the fans are going to have, like I said, the Houston game. It's going to be a one-way-or-the-other type feel, especially if we're coming 0-2 in the Big 12 and then TCU comes and beats us. You're going to have a lot of fans that start clamoring. Man, that just doesn't look good for the rest of your home games either, attendance-wise and vibe-wise. So, again, it's a – the schedule of the two games before sucks just because of the situation, but you got to have it somewhere. Um, it's a tough first three game stretch, I think, but I think like Brooks said, you got to win that one. You're a half step below them right now. I think, um, I think our roster is better than we're projected to be is why I say that. But in real reality, we've been a step behind them for a few years now. So another chance to kind of just get back, to the pack. True. Um, so I guess um, that kind of that kind of wraps up like the individual analysis of these games. Um, but let's let's kind of let's kind of go go through these first six, right? And we're gonna take a look at it real quick and kind of look over what is the what what's the obvious worst case scenarios that we can have here. Yeah. I mean, go zero and six is well, obvious yeah, worst case. We gotta be we gotta be right. Realistically, realistic bad. Realistically, bad worst case, I mean, it would be what? Uh, one in two, five. Two and four. Like, what Dustin said. What? Two, and two, four. And four. two We're going to blow SFA and FIU. I mean, it's, that's just too too big of a matchup issue for those teams. Yeah. But literally, like, three of our games are on that, like, 60, 60 to 40 projection line, and Texas were big underdogs. So. Yeah. We could lose those other four games. Yeah, I think I think the obvious worst case is two and four to start. It would obviously start with a loss to Houston, which, as Dustin kind of mentioned earlier yeah. when we were talking about that game, that will get all the Wells haters real yeah. loud real quick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this season that we're deeming as one of the most important seasons in tech history, that would be a really sour start. And then, you know, from that, can you recover? We haven't shown a history of being able to recover from these types of, uh, you know, mess ups. So, you know, you lose that two tough conference road games to start. And yep. then if you can't beat TCU at home, you're sitting there at two and four and three games. Now you're, three. Yeah. And now that chance of maybe getting 500 seems pretty bleak at that point. And the, the fans will be, won't oh, be yeah. showing up to the games anymore. Uh, Matt Wells will pretty much already be fired at that point, and then the season is pretty much just worthless again. Very, very true. 
No, yeah, I was just I was just kind of spitting it out. But no, uh, yeah, the, the, I think two and four should be kind of an expected worst-case scenario. On the opposite end of the spectrum, though, on the best case, realistically, I mean, obviously, we're, we're not going to go through this first through first six, six and oh. Like, we're just not. No. Um, but I think on, on the optimistic side, let's say we do win those first three. I wouldn't say it's 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 impossible that we end up four and two out of these first six, like snagging one of those last three games. I don't know. What what, what, do you, what are you guys feeling? I think best case scenario five and one. That's that's yes. that's possible. There are very slight chances. I think the realistic best case scenario is to come out of this four and two. Yeah, yes, I, I agree with all that. I I think the. I think West Virginia and TCU are very winnable games. West Virginia, we beat them last year. I would feel confident that we could beat them again this year. Uh, TCU is a home game. I'm going to always give us an advantage when we're at home. And then it just comes up to Texas. And like Dustin said, I don't really see that huge a difference with all the new things coming in for Texas. I mean, it could be one of those things where you're 3-0 and and you're pumped and maybe, just maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's a all chance. All right, all right. There's that early optimism. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm liking. I it. totally agree. Like high end is five and one. Realistic. Realistic four high and end four and two. Now, if we come out of this, I'm not going to exaggerate more on what Brooks just said. Now, if we come out of this at three and three, but one of those is a Big Twelve win, I'm not feeling too bad about it. Uh, I like that. If we're going, yeah. if we're three and three, and it's a three game losing streak to those big 12 teams. I'm not feeling good about that three and three. Yeah. Yeah. If Houston's our loss. And then we beat say TCU at the end of it. And we go two and two in the middle there and three and three, one and two in the big 12. I don't like that three and three with two of those big 12 wins. I like a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's definitely different ways that view that three and three. If you're coming <laughs> off a win. Yeah. You're coming off a home win against TCU. I think we'll all be feeling okay. all right about ourselves. Knowing that there's still some winnable games. I, I think it's just all in how you play these games. You know, are are you going to Texas and getting blown out? Are you playing competitively in all of them? You know, or, or are you losing games because of dumb coaching decisions once again where you're kicking field goals or pooch yeah. kicking it when you shouldn't be? Yeah. I think if you're losing games like that again, it's obviously going to be Shot. Not viewed in a very well <laughs> viewed very well. So yeah. get some karate skills and start chopping. Um, four and two, and not make us worry. I think yeah. I, I yeah I but I I can see that as a as a optimistic possibility. Going three going five hundred on this though, I don't think it would be the worst case because then if we go five hundred and let's say we win the first three, we go over to Kansas. And maybe when that go over 500, but it's those last five games on the back half of the schedule, which we'll you talk about on the next episode. Yeah. And that's the hard part, yeah. which we are not, have not been consistent at, yeah. at all. And so, yeah, I, you know what I'll be looking for in Houston is the best way to start this off is a good, consistent, steady offense. Mm. Uh, I think the ultimate best case scenario is going out there and handling Houston. Tyler Shuck looking great at quarterback defense, proving that they can, you know, that they've gotten even better with all the people coming back. 
And then you ride that wave to a three and zero start. And then you kind of got yourself feeling confident going into the Texas game. Now I'm not saying we win that game or whatever. I think my actual expectations are four and two at, at, the, at this start. I really, yeah, I, I can, really I, believe I can see it. I can see it. I really believe that this team has the pieces that we need to. Which, which um, so, so not to nitpick, but which, which do you think will be the four? If you, if you had to kind of put money on it, uh, Houston, SFA, FIU, and TCU. I think that's our four wins. Okay. Uh, Dustin, what do you think? Do you have, do you have a, any kind of yeah. same or best yeah, best do, best odds there? there? Just looking at the schedule. That's cool. the most winnable games. But I'll take a West Virginia win, or yeah, I'll take splitting that TCU West Virginia. I think that's yeah. the key right there. Can you can you get one of those two? Yeah, it, it's unfortunate with the double away and then it being the, our farthest our farthest uh, away game right yeah. after that, and it's going to be against UT, so it's all hype. And so, winning that West Virginia game tough, but I do like the the pick in the TCU game as the as the potential fourth win there. I like it. Um, well, cool. Um, do we have anything else to kind of chime in on this week as far as as far as uh, Club Red goes? As we are, I think, at about the- that point to wrap it up. Cool. Well, the um, news is slow right now. We're just kind of yeah. waiting. There's been no real camp developments. We're still unsure of a quarterback, but <gasps> oh, slow news right now is good. Slow didn't we? Good. Didn't we have a, a a a? I know it's random, but like, didn't it pop up that we had like a decommit from from basketball? Right. I have no idea if that is the case. I didn't see mm. it. It probably wasn't a decommit. It might have just been a guy who we were interested in, in committing somewhere There's else. Been a you lot of guys say. like making or cutting their yeah. final four, final five, final six, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that stuff also isn't that big to look okay. into. Anyways, it was just a random, like I, I thought I saw that on Twitter somewhere and I figured y'all might've seen it. Anyways, guys, uh, that is going to wrap up club red. If you're listening on the live episode, uh, make sure you stay tuned. We're going to be jumping over to the tailgate and uh, for everybody listening on the podcast, Hopefully you enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you enjoyed our Club Red discussion. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and hit us up on all the social media pages. Catch y'all later.